you are one of the few people who has ever agreed to come on three times. <laughs> <laughs> everybody welcome to uh episode 195 of the rated na podcast um i'm scott hey and i'm ash and so we're gonna do something a little different this week this is gonna be sort of our life is strange special episode yeah this is a this is pretty neat how this went down so we've had ashley birch uh who voices the character of chloe in life is strange we've had her on the show a few times and um when matt and i were out at pax east a few weeks back we met the guys, um, the developers of Life is Strange, and had a really great conversation with them, which you guys will hear on this episode. And as soon as we were done, we were like, man, we should we should contact Ashley Birch again and see if she wants to come back on the show to talk about Life is Strange, and maybe we can do a special episode that kind of revolves around Life is Strange. So that's what you guys are getting. Uh, we're obviously big fans of the game. We think it's a, a really great game, and uh, you guys will hopefully enjoy what we learned about it. It is spectacular. It is indeed. This episode is brought to you by Loot Crate, and Loot Crate is a monthly subscription service where you can get all sorts of fun stuff delivered to your house each and every month. Uh, it's a random collection of awesome stuff, and last month's Loot Crate was one of my favorites, and it's stuff that really appeals to Scott's heart. It, it was all spy stuff. Woohoo! So um, I guess we can at this point kind of spoil what was in it because the time has long passed. Has it long passed, though? I mean, it's only been – isn't it just been a couple of days or – well, I'll I'll give some hints. Okay, I think that's fair. I don't want to. I'll, I'll give some hints. I don't, don't want to anger anyone much. out there. That's no, I don't want to anger. Okay, so there's yeah. stuff from Shield that was revealed. Okay, Shield stuff is really cool. If you're a fan of the show, it was actually a replica prop from Shield. Um, there's stuff from James Bond for Scott. Ooh, sitting waiting at my house for him. Um, stuff from Orphan Black. All sorts of neat uh, trinkets and, and doodads. And, uh, and anyway, if you are a fan of getting great stuff delivered to your house each and every month. For a pretty low price and you want to help out our show, you can go to lootcrate.com slash rated NA and use the code rated NA and uh, you help out our little show and you get your stuff. So it's a, you know, a win ween situation, as they say, mm-hmm. you know, win ween as they win, say. Win ween. Yeah. Win ween. So what have you been up to, man? Well, we all saw each other for, uh, for a little party this past weekend. Yeah. Party times. That was great. Yep. yep. So uh, we'll talk about, talk about that. At some point in the future. Uh, cool. So that was fun. It was really nice to see everybody. So Matt came into town with his wife and we all we all got to hang out for a little while, which is always good times. Yeah. And um, other than that, man, this has been a pretty crazy last two days, right? So you've got Life is Strange, episode two, coming out today or yesterday, if you were uh, keeping your eyes peeled on the uh, Xbox shop. It was available yesterday. Um, you've got Borderlands. Tales from the Borderlands episode two came out last week. Mm-hmm. You've got Game of Thrones um, episode three came out today. Yep. Or I think it comes out today for PlayStation tomorrow for Xbox. And then um, all of a sudden Dragon Age single player DLC came out late last night today as well. Surprise everyone. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy? This is like the, it's like the uh, spring game apocalypse. And then you've got your, uh, your handsome collection came out today, right? Which I purchased. Excellent. And then I guess over on the uh, insurance company side, you've got Bloodborne, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. hey, that's what they do. They sell yeah. insurance. Come on. Am I wrong? Yeah. I'm not wrong. Absolutely right. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So a bunch of stuff came out. So that's that's really exciting. Yeah, man. Um, a lot of it is episodic too, which kind of, you know, um, there's a great conversation to be had as to whether or not this is a, a good way to release stuff. I, I truly believe that it is a great way to release, release stuff. So. Yeah, and you've been playing the uh, the Resident Evil, right? Also yeah, episodic, man. but not not like, um, not like in the style of a Telltale game. It's like an episodic action game, right? Yeah, so uh, for our longtime listeners, uh, I'm a huge Resident Evil fan. I have been, you know, for, geez, uh, let me date myself, close to 15 years-ish? Yeah. I guess since the first one came out. So you have you have an umbrella tattoo. So I do. That yeah. is your dedication. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I've been a fan of the series for a long time and it's obviously changed over the years. Um, sometimes, you know, Resident Evil 4 was great and then some, some missteps along the way. But, uh, you know, I was a really big fan of Revelations 2. Revelations 2 was released episodically. I played it on Xbox One. Um, I, I did not play it episodically. It was released actually weekly as opposed to, you know, every other, every couple but, months. I mean, that's kind of episodic, right? Or it's yeah. like enough to keep you kind of hanging with it, you know, right, every, every right. couple of days. Yeah. I, however, uh, waited the month and just played it all when it was all released because sure. I, I knew I'd want to play it that way. But, um, you know, if you are a fan at all of the Resident Evil series, I say give it a shot. Um, it's campy. It's silly. They added a lot of really great new mechanics that I truly appreciated. There's now stealth. Like sneaking. Yeah. Sneaking <laughs> yeah. is sneaking's awesome because it, uh, it forces you to kind of take the game a little bit slowly. You're never really running around, you know, the, these maps. You're actually kind of creeping around with a flashlight, which is, which is really neat. There are some great scares, some great tension. Um the uh, crafting mechanic has been simplified and I think it's it's uh, much improved. And I really actually like um, they kind of went back to having very limited and scarce ammo. There are a lot of boss fights and a lot of uh, challenging encounters in the game where That's I was cool. literally down to like one or two bullets. And then I had to whip out the old Bowie knife and, you know, go Bowie knife crazy. So nice. I watched uh, you posted some videos to your, um, your Xbox feed and I like I, you know, from what I saw, I saw some of that stealth mechanic and it reminds me of the stealth mechanic that you find in an action game and not the kind of stealth mechanic you find in a game like Thief, you know, like a very like hardcore stealth game. Yeah. This reminded absolutely. me of, uh, you know, something you'd find in Uncharted when that when they added stealth or in um, Tomb Raider, right? Yeah, it, it's a very simple line of sight stealth. So um, you can you know, kind of see which direction your enemy is facing. And if you can, you know, get up behind them before they get line of sight on you, you can do a, um, a, a one hit, you know, takedown, um, yeah, which super saves tons of ammo. I mean, there'll be enemies that take, you know, an entire magazine to bring down, but if you can get up behind them, you can kill them in one hit. So it has a whole new dynamic to it. Um, they brought back some of my favorite characters. So you get to play as Barry Burton from the original resident evil and you get to play as uh, Claire Redfield and uh, some surprise characters too. So it was, uh, you know, it's it's great. It's uh, I've heard a lot of uh, a lot of negative stuff about it. It's not obviously the most shiny, polished game. Um, you know, it de- definitely did not have the budget of like a Resident Evil Five or a Resident Evil Six. Um, so less cinematics, less uh, VO. But you know, as a whole, it was a great experience, and it's actually very cheap. So um, you know, I think if you're a fan of this stuff at all, definitely give it a go. So. That's awesome. Oh, sure. I also started um, just because there's, you know, the, this is kind of like spring break time is all of a sudden become this weird lull in um, television. They almost like a lot of shows take a spring break just the same way that they take the winter break, which is much longer. Mm-hmm. So I actually started going back and watching Freaks and Geeks. Oh, man. One of my yeah. favorite shows. Yeah. My wife, my wife watched the entire series and she's like, oh, you need to see this. There's all kinds of people in it and everything. So. Um, awesome. said, sure. have you, have you finished it yet? Or are you, no, I we just started. Just oh, man. started. I mean, it's, she watched it all, but I just started watching it. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, I can't wait for you to finish it and we can talk about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I saw one episode. I'm already stoked on it. It's I feel pretty like much a perfect show. Like the, the actors in that show are just amazing. So I feel like it, it ties in nicely to the conversation about life is strange, <laughs> you know, like yeah, it fits it into does, that wheelhouse right? in, in absolutely. some ways. So that's, that's pretty cool. Um, and I guess other than that, that's that's pretty much it, man. I stayed up late one night just to finish Tales from the Borderlands, and it was uh, – I just had to do it. I was super tired, um, and I knew that a bunch of other stuff was coming out, including Life is Strange. And, like, this was probably the first time – no, not a knock against the game, but this was probably the first time in a long time that I was falling asleep while playing the game because I wanted to finish it so badly. Yeah, just but, exhaustion um, setting in. Yeah, but after the really long weekend that I had, there was, like – nothing would have kept me awake at that point, but I was like, I just have to finish this. I need to see what happens. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that. yeah, that's pretty much it for me. We can talk about all these games in detail next week, but um, Absolutely. what's, what's been going on with you other than uh, resident evil? Uh, I, I too played tales from the borderlands. Um, absolutely love it. It kind of really pushed me to uh, go and pick up the handsome collection. I, uh, I had been waiting. Uh, I, I kind of assumed that the pre-sequel would eventually come to next-gen consoles. Can I tell you guys something about that real quick? Now, yeah, that this, now that the game is out. Sure. I don't know why. 
I don't know why no one picked up on this, or maybe this didn't make it to to the major blog circuit. But if you purchased the first episode of Tales from the Borderlands when that came out, which I think was maybe like a month or so ago, mm-hmm. or or maybe possibly even longer, um, there was actually a menu option on the main menu screen that took you to like a placeholder page that said something like, you know, thanks for buying Tales from the Borderlands. Um, this will unlock exclusive content in the pre-sequel when it comes out. <laughs> it was just like, come on. Like, everybody uh, knows this game is coming. Yeah. They knew the game was coming two months ago, right? So yeah. uh, it was right there for anyone to see. So there, there's your game, and there's sneaky, my little tip sneaky. now. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you and your little tips. <laughs> so, no, t- t- <laughs> Tales from the Borderlands was awesome. I loved episode two. Um, there's a lot of really funny stuff. Some of my favorite voice acting, you know, this year so far. So, um, awesome, awesome stuff. But let's, let's talk about another awesome voice actor and that is Ashley Birch. Yes, indeed. So, so yeah, um, so this is, uh, we've already, you know, we, we currently have the second episode of life is strange in our hot little hands right now. And we played through the first episode already mm-hmm. of life is strange and it is amazing. And I think I want to reiterate the thing I said about, um, this game when we talked about it at length in an earlier episode. And that's that um, if you are coming at this game from the angle of like, Hey, I played a lot of telltale games and I'm going to try this. I feel like this game is able to stand side by side with a telltale game in the sense that it, it is episodic and there are narrative choices, but it's also kind of doing its own thing. And I think that's very refreshing that they, that this game does not stand in the shadow of, you know, of like a game of Thrones or borderlands or, or the walking dead or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. So, and uh, one of the things you'll hear us talk about in, in upcoming, uh, the upcoming interview with the developers is I really feel like this world, uh, it feels very, very real. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Matt and I did get a chance to, uh, to play through, um, a check, a section of episode two, Ooh. um, during our interview. And there's a section in a diner and the diner is about as a real feeling of, of a diner that I've ever been in, in a video game, you know, like just the clientele and the music on the jukebox. And it just really felt like a real place and That's everything awesome. feels very lived in and really cool. So if you haven't played life is strange and you're looking for a different, um, a different sort of, uh, gameplay experience, then definitely check it out. As if you really... went to high school, I think I think there's yeah. something that you would uh, you can emotionally connect with in this game, right? Yeah, so, no, for sure. Um, okay, so Ashley Birch um, obviously is the character of Chloe. Yeah, we I don't think you did. I didn't notice that either. Like playing through the whole game, um, at this point, I feel like we're usually pretty good at picking out voice actors, just because um, you know because we pay so much attention to that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. in these parts, right? No, I think she did a great job. I think she brings uh, you know a lot to the Chloe character, which I think could have come across um, to some people as annoying. She's kind of this rebellious, uh, rebellious teen, you know, with like a fuck you attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's, there's a wrong way to play that, but I think Ashley played it the right way. So it's actually very likable, very realistic. And um, there's a, a kind of a little bit of sadness to her voice and the way that she plays the character, which um, if you've played life is strange, you kind of understand why, like she doesn't have the most, you know, uh, the most enjoyable family uh, type situation. So mm-hmm. I think that is kind of conveyed in her acting as well. Anyway, she's killing it. Like, I'm a fan of Ashley. I'm glad she's getting a lot of work. And why don't we let our listeners talk, listen to our chat with her? Sounds great. Cool. Guys, we're here with very special guest Ashley Birch back for round three Yay. on our show. Hello. Thank you so much for coming back. Hey, my pleasure. It's exciting. Um, we we were looking through the notes, and uh, this is the third time you've been on our show. You were oh, on, really? ep- yeah, it is. You were on episode eighty-five a very long, very long time ago, and then you were on episode one hundred and nine, like. Uh, I think in what is it June of 2013, mm-hmm. and this you are one of the few people who has ever agreed to come on three times. <laughs> it's an exclusive club, like you know, like Saturday Night Live when you host five times, yeah. or like a Discover Card <laughs> member. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, we're we're stoked to catch up with you and see what's been going on, and uh, talk about Life is Strange, which we are all huge, huge fans of. So ah, awesome. 
Yeah, it's a really fun game. Like I wasn't I wasn't anticipating liking it as much as I did. As a matter of fact, when I first played through it, I had absolutely no idea you were in it at all. And I played through Oh really? No, I played through the entire first the first act of it. And it wasn't until I finished that I looked up the voice cast and realized it was you. I was like, oh, shit. Because normally I'm really um, oh, I'm okay at identifying voice actors, but you, like, totally tricked me. I had no idea it was you. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Gotcha. Boom. Absolutely. So uh, since you were on last, which was, uh, what was he, June 2013, what have you been doing? What's been going on? Holy cow. I mean, I got, like... Uh... It's, only been, it's only been a year and a half. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, man. I ate... <laughs> a lot of pizza. I, uh, um, actually, I didn't eat anywhere near as much pizza as I should have. Oh, never, never enough pizza. Uh, never enough pizza. But um, 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 I got like twice as busy since the last time I talked to you guys, probably, because I started writing at Rocket Jump. Yes. Yeah, you um, and Anthony are doing stuff together now again, right, for them? Yeah. So he's the head writer, and I am a writer on um, a show that's going to be on Hulu that we're writing uh, at Rocket Jump. That is and awesome. That is really exciting. That's awesome. Yeah, it's great. And then um, I got another writing job doing story outlines for Adventure Time. That is ridiculous. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. Awesome. So I got the, I, the the thing at Rocket Jump was like percolating for a while, and then it actually happened, and I was like, oh, cool. So I'll do this and voice acting, and then out of nowhere, I also got contacted for the Adventure Time thing. So I was like, Okay, I'll do all three. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's awesome. Um, it's super, super fun, but I've also never been busier in my life. I know. Um, it's, congratulations. And you did Attack on Titan, right? Yes, Attack and on Titan. Uh, life is Strange, obviously. There Came an Echo. There right? Came an Echo, yes. Yes. With music by our pal, Jimmy Henson. Ooh, yeah. Love. Good old Jimmy. What a sweetheart. Yeah, he is. He, he is a, he's a good man. He is a good man. I love that guy. Can I tell a really, really stupid story, a really random story oh real quick? Sure. I feel like you sure, can, sure. yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay, so I think... Um, you, Unless you Ashley's could... just like waiting to go. No, right this, is, <laughs> this is Ashley <laughs> no, related, so that's why I have to tell it. Um, so you, got, you guys did a, a podcast with Jimmy Henson a long time ago, right? Like a, you did a Keeping It Real, right? With... I think so, yeah. I, I think yeah, you yeah. did Forever, too. Yeah, yeah, because did. When, you, when you brought his name up, it instantly reminded of uh, me of a time where... Um, when I listened to that podcast, I was like fixing the bed in my bedroom. So in my mind, I've totally entangled these two things like for <laughs> the rest of time is that, you know, whatever that is three years ago episode of keeping it real with Jimmy Henson is now forever entangled in my mind with me, like putting a bed together and like <laughs> putting a comforter, Whoa. you know, doing all that stuff like from the ground up. That's like crazy. Ikea, it's like hard. Bed? Were you like struggling with, with, no, but it's hard to like Step by a. yourself, you know, by yourself oh, yeah. manage a queen mattress and like flip it up against the wall and turn it over and stuff like yeah. that. But like, that's how I got through that is with is with your podcast. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so that's my conclusion. Do you feel changed now? <laughs> no. <laughs> right. Every time you think of your bed. Yeah, it's kind of. Oh, that, that Whoa! This is this is going to a weird place now. That's not where we think of Jimmy Henson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. Well, that it's a, a whole lot of stuff. That's kind of ridiculous. And yeah, uh, yeah. So what happened is uh, we went to. Uh, we told you this before we started recording, but we went to PAX uh, East a few weeks ago, and we had an appointment to meet with the guys uh, at Don't Not, and uh, absolutely, you know, fell in love with those guys because of how enthusiastic they were. They had literally just gone to GDC and then flown into PAX. And yeah, thought, I like, saw them at GDC. Oh, did you? Yeah, and then they just hopped on a plane to PAX, which is crazy. Yeah, and they had about an hour sleep when we had our conversation with them, but they were Whoa. still still completely amped up. And um, we got to actually check out um, a little bit of episode two, Ooh. which is mm-hmm. looking pretty awesome. And um, so let's talk a little bit about it. Um, how did you actually get involved with, uh, with Don't Nod and Life is Strange? How did that come to be? So I – well, I got um, – through my agent, I got um, a couple of audition sides, one for Max and one for Chloe. And so I auditioned for both. And then I think, actually, the guys over there knew of Hey Ash. Awesome. So yeah. when they heard my audition, they're like, ah, oh, that's the, the, from the thing. Cool. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that's exactly how they sounded and what they said. It's um, the from the thing. <laughs> it's the, the, the from the thing. Uh, so they... I guess they liked my take on Chloe, and they cast me. Um, 
so yeah, it's pretty much. It's not. It's not as exciting as it's just sort of like oh, I auditioned for a thing and then I got it. It is. Still, <laughs> it, was, it is still cool that you know, Hey Ash still has such a huge impact. Like you guys are still doing videos, yeah. but they're kind of, you know, they're they're not as frequent as they used to be. <laughs> which which I mean, not. you're totally you're totally busy. It's totally understandable. But I mean, it is really cool that Hey Ash is still you know, still That's opening nice. doors. It's crazy that yeah. you read for both parts too, because after playing, like I can't. Not that I can't picture you as Max, but you're you're such like a perfect voice of Chloe that it's. Oh, thank it'd be, you. It'd be weird to, to hear you doing Max. You know, I don't know. They're just so tonally different. It, it'd be it'd be crazy to see. Yeah, and both I think parts. Hannah's voice is so perfect for yeah, Max. Yeah, really, she's got such a great, just like natural voice. Yeah, that it just fits Max really perfectly too. I think. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah it's it's, totally it's such agree. a good blend between the two of you for that. Like, it seems like a real friendship. Like, it seems like you guys hang out all the time. And oh, that's great. You know. yeah. yeah. What What is like if you had to kind of describe the relation? And this is remember, we're only in episode one, so don't spoil us. Right. We're still playing it and enjoying right. it. But if you had to kind of describe the relationship between Max and Chloe, um, you know, how would you describe that to our listeners? Oh man, this is actually the first time. This must be how TV actors feel constantly because I'm like, oh, man, I really hope I don't say something that people aren't supposed to know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you do spoil no, yes. it, we can cut it. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> yeah, we can fix it in post. Um, yeah, so, I, I mean, I think you get – because the scripts are starting to blend in my head. But I'm pretty sure in episode one you just – you get the idea that, um, you know, Chloe and Max used to be thick as thieves – and then Max kind of skips town for various reasons, and Chloe feels super betrayed and super uh, abandoned. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, they, they were as close as close could be. Um, and then kind of at this pivotal point, I think as Chloe sees it in both of their lives, Max kind of just, you know, bails. Um, so I think she still has all of this really um, deep love for Max, but also is now, it's like another wound you know, it's mm. like another one. T- it's like she's like, add the other, add her to my list, I guess, to people that fucked me over, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think she, you know, definitely as they're getting reacquainted, that um, you can see that resentment is still there, mm. but it's also balanced by a genuine love for Max that, you know, wouldn't just be erased by the fact that Chloe's hurt. Yeah. And I can totally see that. Um, do you think you personally would, would get along with Chloe? as a person <laughs> Chloe I love <laughs> Chloe honestly I think she's I think she's great she totally reminds me of like everybody I knew in high school like <laughs> I know she's so I mean honestly I think I think high school Ashley would have been like in love with Chloe I think she would have been like oh my god she's so cool and her hair is so cool and she's so much cooler than I am I probably would have really looked up to Chloe when I was younger. I think Ashley now kind of just wants to like make her a sandwich and like <laughs> nurture her. Put a, yeah, put a blanket around her and be like, "Do you need to talk about some stuff, Chloe?" <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I think I think you know if I didn't get on Chloe's bad side because <laughs> uh, Chloe, you can tell she's got she's got she's kind of shaking her fist at the world. Mm-hmm. But past that, I think she's actually very loyal and very sweet. So. That's I think, answer. yeah, yeah. <laughs> really answer. it's such a uh, really powerful setting too, like the high school setting. Cause I think it's something that a lot of people can relate to. And it's a very sort of emotionally charged part of people's lives is that, you know, that part. So I think that, you know, in the course of the game, there's something, you know, for, for both Chloe and Max that I think people can relate to depending on what their experience in high school is actually like. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. I also think they, they, they kind of just nailed the the I've already said the word tone again. I'm just gonna start repeating words a ton, but they've sort of <laughs> nailed the tone of high school. Even even though I, I'm was not a, a girl going through high school, it still mm-hmm. felt like I still get it, and it still feels familiar to me. It still feels right. Like it was still the same emotions, regardless. Yeah. You know that that you right. kind of went through, and the same kind of friendship, and you know it, it's just it's it was like that that I think hit so correctly and what's made the game so amazing. It's just they've they've nailed all of the tonality between between friendships, between the setting and all of that. Right. Let's just sit here and talk about how great this game is. (laughs) Were were you able to uh, like channel your inner high school student like when you were doing this? Actually interestingly, um I think Chloe comes from a part of like my my younger days and uh, not maybe not so much high school, maybe even a little bit younger that I actually didn't get to channel, mm-hmm. that I actually didn't really get to 
um, explore much because I was always kind of like a sort of um, demure, like kind of, you know, quiet kid for a while Mm -hmm. Um, in high school. I don't know when I started coming into my own, but for a long time I was just sort of quiet. And if I felt hurt, I would, you know, suck it inside, like that kind of stuff. So a lot of high school was like me trying to fly under the radar. Um, And Chloe is very much the opposite of that. She's got blue hair. She gets angry. She, you know, she skips class. She does all the things that I wish I had been able to do in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways. Um, So Chloe in this, in a certain way is like, I guess you could say that she's all the moments where I was like, man, I really wanted to just yell at this person, but didn't have the guts. It's like, now that's Chloe. Yeah, 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 right on. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, So this next question is super stupid, but I'm going to ask it anyway. (laughs) Um, if Chloe had Max's powers, what do you think she would do? With <laughs> oh God. <laughs> have you gotten this question yet? No, I haven't. Yes. Go me. <laughs> um, I think she would do some messed up stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think a lot of us would. Some messed up shit. I think she would, she'd definitely fuck with her stepdad. She would, uh, I think there, she'd do some mean things to a lot of people. <laughs> there's a line. Uh, I don't want to ruin it, so I'm not going to say it. I don't know if you'll even remember it, but there was a line that you drop in the diner while talking to uh, Max about what she could do with her powers mm-hmm. that that I not only like cracked up laughing at, but it was the the line about making out or whatever. But yeah. it kind of gave you insight into what Chloe's like, where Chloe's brain kind of went immediately. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. like it was this weird, like you could do this or this, and it was like, oh my god, it's amazing. Okay. So I, I really I love a lot it. of us, you know, especially since Max can rewind and then kind of reset over and over and over again. Like a lot of us would probably do some pretty messed up stuff and then go back and fix it and just be okay. like, okay. okay, I wanted to see what right, that you would want the feel catharsis like. And then you're like, OK, yeah, that was probably too fucked up. So I guess I'll go back. Absolutely. Well, we have um, we have a couple listener questions. Let's do uh, Jesse Lamb's Axel 99s. She says, um, did you have to do do you do all yeah, your lines? You know Jesse Lamb? Yeah. Oh, awesome. On only only through Twitter. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I've never actually met Axel ninety nine either. Jesse Lamb, she's awesome. Her art is her gorgeous. Amazing. Gorgeous. Um, so she wants to know, uh, did you do all your lines in advance, or were you given a script for the entire thing at once, or for each episode? For each episode at once. Um, so I think yeah, she's asking, so is it all recorded already? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Oh no no, we're recording. I think I've recorded. The second, uh, have I recorded any of the third episode? I think I've only recorded the first and the second. Okay. Maybe the third parts of the mm. third. It's kind of hard to know. Yeah. All think... the scripts are separated into like different sections, and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Often we will record out of order, depending, because sometimes Hannah and I were in the booth together, and other times we're not. So. Oh, that's probably... really interesting. I feel like that yeah. doesn't happen very often in in uh, voice acting that you actually get to be with the person that you're speaking with. Yeah, often you don't get to record with any of your cast members um, with voiceover with games. But we've been able, we were lucky enough that I've gotten to record with a few of my cast members uh, for Life is Strange. Oh, that's really um, cool. Yeah, it's great. So we prioritize more emotional scenes mm-hmm. when the other uh-huh. person is there. You know, sometimes we'll start a session with a really emotional scene then they have to go. And then I'll be recording by myself and just be doing more incidental stuff or more exposition stuff. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I've only recorded the first and the second episode, I'm pretty sure, thus far. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It is cool that you guys got to record together. That's, you know. Yeah, it's very really nice. Yeah. Um, I love the way that this next question is phrased, so I'm just going to read. This one's from at uh, the VG Junkie, and he says, as a former teen, <laughs> I <just> love that. <laughs> as a former, did you have any influence on Chloe's dialogue and usage of, usage of slang? No, that was all the writers. It was all the writers. I think yeah. you, I think you say amaze balls in uh, in episode two, which I I actually cracked up laughing. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> no, yeah, I didn't really um, I didn't really uh, contribute to the slang as much. I I can't really think of any slang that I use on. I mean, I say things are dope, but that might be outdated, and it might be just my group of friends that say that. And then I also call people dude all the time. But um, I think yeah, that's we do fair. too. I think we do yeah. too. Yeah. 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 Dude, dude lives on. Yeah, dude lives on. But to be fair, I don't think we know current slang. No, we definitely don't. There's something that I heard that I was like, oh, God, I'm already out of touch. (laughs) Well, I mean, we are all former teens at this point. Yeah, Yeah, we are. We're already out of date. We're expired. We're expired teens. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually a really good band name, by the way. Expired teens. Expired teens. teens. (laughs) Yeah. 
I'm into it. Okay. Uh, next one's from Robert Framering, who's at Mr. Slick on Twitter. He says, um, this one's ridiculous, but I love it. What is one of your favorite dinners you usually eat for your birthday? My my main dish is my mom's barbecue ribs. <laughs> That's so cute. Isn't that? He, this dude's from Alaska, and he's like the nicest guy ever, and he tweets at us all the time. And I just, I love his questions. He That's such a to, sweet question. Isn't it? It's just nice. Oh, man. Now I don't know even what to pick. Okay. Well... I think I'd probably go out to sushi. I think that's been my favorite mm. um, birthday dinner is is just going out for some nice sushi. Sushi? Yeah, sushi's good. Well, Ashley, I know you're you're super pressed for time, and thank you so much for, for coming on our uh, our Life is Strange special show. My pleasure. And Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Where can people find you all over the, the world now? Oh, man. Well, you can find out the stuff that I'm doing. I usually tweet the most. I'm the best at tweeting. So I'm the best at tweeting. <laughs> the best. <laughs> the best. <laughs> My God. Of the social media, I update Twitter the most is what I meant to say. Um, so uh, <laughs> my Twitter Have handle it. is at A-S-H-L-Y underscore B-U-R-C-H. Um, I have an Instagram that's just my name without the underscore. And then some sort of Facebook thing. And then I have a website that's also my name, dot com. Awesome. Why does everybody sing that? I sing it too. <laughs> Do you? Never you understood it. Yeah, like it's just like a. You feel like you get to that part and you're like, it needs to become musical all of a sudden. Yeah, feels right. Awesome. Well, Ashley, thank you so much. You were awesome, and uh, everyone, obviously, keep an eye out for Life is Strange coming out episodically, periodically for the next, I don't know, six, eight months. We don't know. Thanks, Ashley. Thanks, Ashley. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye. So we hope you guys enjoyed that. But you're not out of the woods yet. Ooh, that's sort of like a Pacific Northwest pun. <laughs> hey, there you go. That's, I mean, that's another um, another pretty sweet uh, domain for gaming. You could probably curate a list of, you could probably create like one of those Steam game lists or whatever. Yeah. Curated just based on the location, right? So you could add add your Alan Wake to that. You know, yeah, your life is Yeah, these guys strange. actually address Alan Wake in, in the interview, which I think. Do uh, they really? Because yeah. this game, I mean, uh, I think on superficially you can look at this game and go, oh, it's like a Telltale game, but it's in the in the first five minutes of this game, I was like, oh, this game is like Alan Wake, and oh, I yeah. love the shit out of that. Oh, for sure, and yeah. you know, we we kind of gushed all over these guys because not only you know were the Alan Wake fans, which we know that you are a massive fan of Alan Wake. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Twin Peaks references in in uh, in Life is Strange, and I'm, I'm a massive Twin Peaks fan, and the guys that made it uh, don't not are big Twin Peaks fans as well. And then um, they they showed us a list of all the music coming up for Life is Strange. Oh, no. Um, you can't tell me. Don't, don't tell I, I, me. I won't tell you, but Matt like lost lost his marbles because he's like, oh my god, like these are all of my favorite bands. Oh, yeah. You know, and for those of you who know Matt like and Scott, huge music fans, and they have like identical musical taste to the Don't Nod guys. So, um, you know, it, it was just neat. It kind of felt like when we were doing this interview, which you guys are about to hear, even though these guys are from France, that, um, you know, these are like friends of ours that made a game. So, yeah, um, you remember, you know, like this was probably a while back, but I was on like my French gaming kick, you know, like we were talking up because um, I was playing Remember Me at the time and we were talking that up. And, uh, you know, shout out to, to the game bakers, like our friends in the game bakers, like another, uh, indie French studio. And I, I just feel like it's like they bring whatever their world view is, their perspective. It's, it's very, I think it's refreshing to a way that a lot of American games get made, you know? Well, yeah, they definitely have a different aesthetic to them. Um, there is a different art style. Yeah. 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 No, I totally agree. Um, and I'm, I, I love, uh, seeing things from uh, you know non-Western games, non-Japanese games. Mm-hmm. So, isn't out there? Isn't that a French game too? Yeah, yeah. yeah there you Those go. See, guys are French. Yeah, yeah. This well, is our let's... second curation list: is uh, uh, French development games. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's uh, let's check out our interview with the the guys from Life is Strange, and then we'll uh, come back and get out of here. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, 
So hi, I'm Michel Kaur and I'm the co-game director of Life is Strange. Hi, my name is Raoul Barbet and I'm also co-game director with Michel. Hi, I'm Luc Bagadoust and I'm the producer. Excellent. Well, first of all, thank you guys coming all the way out here to PAX, uh, what is this, East? East. We're at PAX East. <laughs> Thanks. We've got a lot of these PAXs. Thank you for coming and uh, showing off your game. So we saw the panel, we just saw the demo. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the, the inspiration for this game? Because honestly, we talked to you guys a little bit earlier, there's really not much like it in existence. It has a, a Tonally, it's just different. It's kind of a mellow experience, but at the same time, it forces you to think a lot. So what kind of drove you to create a game like this? Um, I think it all began with uh, our last game at Dontnod, remember me, when uh, th there was some uh, memory remixes sequence. We, we love to design them and uh, we think that it's a very powerful sequence, uh, talking about small action who have big consequences for our characters. So we wanted to extend this idea to a world game. So we uh, very quickly think about adventure game to be able to have a lot of characters, to really have a very narrative game, talking about... Um, a l maybe a long story and let the player take his time to uh, also think, like you say, about his choices and consequences. And of course, on top of that, we add the rewind uh, to have this special mechanic who can also add a layer to uh, the classic dialogue and interaction uh, game. Yeah. And for the inspiration, maybe Michel, you can talk about it. Um, yes, we we have a lot of inspirations. To be honest, uh, of course. Some on, on video games, we we love the, the game from Telltale Games. Um, some games from Quantic Dream, like Indigo Prophecy or, or Heavy Rain, and we are huge fans of the old older point-and-click adventure games, where you the player can take his time and just explore environments and solve puzzles and stuff like that. But the, mostly, I think our inspirations came from from some TV shows and movies, like the the Sundance Movie Film Kay. Festival. Okay, I saw the Twin Peaks license plate. Yes. Which oh, yeah. one of you guys is the Twin Peaks fan, or all of you? Oh, we, yes. All of you are yes, awesome. Yes, I actually are. went out there this summer with my wife, oh, where they filmed yeah. it, and it was awesome. So okay. I'm a big fan of that, that region of the world. What kind of made you guys choose the Pacific Northwest United States? I think it was um, a bit a bit of both. So we, we were traveling um, um, in, in Seattle for other, um, other work um, reason, uh, professional reason at a point, and just taking pictures and seeing that Washington State was... We said we, we thought oh it's it's great we could have the, our story taking place here but also of course we, we saw we saw this place in in TV shows like Twin Peaks or the X Files or in game like Alan Wake and of course that's Alan a, Wake I think yeah. there was a really um, a, an interesting part in in this part of the, um, interesting feeling in this part mm -hmm. of the United States there is this mystery and it's always uh, you have the ocean you have the the, the forest and. It's, mm -hmm. I think it's great. Uh, a small tone in this setting is is interesting. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we really wanted to have this kind of story in a small tone where everybody knows each other, but not so much, and maybe you can uh, find new new information about some people of the town. So we really wanted to to have this feeling. So like, uh, of course, in Twin Peaks, but also in uh, Stephen King novel or stuff of like course, this. Of course, yeah. Uh, add, adding this this small fantastic. Um, power and even to a classic uh, everyday life uh, um, uh, yeah, in, a t in a small mm -hmm. town like this. So, yeah, it's not a sci-fi movie, it's just uh, adding this fantastic feeling that uh, allows us to really talk about... Uh, kind of spooky and mystical about that part of the country for yeah. no apparent yeah, reason. Yeah. You just walk around yeah, and you're yeah. like, yeah, exactly. the owls are not what they yeah. seem here. Something is strange. But Do you have any questions about the music, Matt? Right. I know, like, yeah. yeah, we... The music, we've, we were at the panel earlier, the music got asked about earlier in this session, yeah, the music yeah. got asked about, clearly it's resonating with everybody that that uh, has played the game. And uh, I heard now Alt-J, Mogwai, you started, like, literally started listing my favorite bands, cool. just like, and yeah, I was like, cool. this is so amazing. Yeah. Um, was there anything that, that drove you towards, you know, the, the initial, like, uh, I just blanked out his name, uh, Gonzalez, Jose Gonzalez. Was there something about just the atmosphere of his music that just felt right for the tone of the game? Yeah, we did, we've got like I think more than two hundred uh, different uh, songs we wanted to wow. have in the game, uh, but we have to, to reduce. <laughs> <laughs> we have to reduce a little, so we'll have like uh, fifteen uh, licensed uh, tracks in the game, so we, we can discover uh, new each on each episode. So, like you say, uh, Alge, Mogwai, uh, um, and Gonzalez, we, as we are working at the early stage of production, we add some music to the layer, to the scene to, to see what we wanted to have uh, 
to keep this moody and nostalgic atmosphere. Yeah. And we've got a lot from Angus at Juliaston. This is really one of our favorites at the beginning. And after we had all the band we like and we are so happy to see that like you players uh, can discover also new uh, new artists we love in a video game and yeah. uh, in a scene and uh, having also this uh, the interaction uh, aspect of a game is great it, it, that means that the player can choose to play a song and uh, play the scene with this song behind and I think it's really something unique uh, yeah uh, it was a it, really it beautiful be moment when you have the guitar and you're playing along to the, yeah. the it is Jose Gonzalez at that yeah. point too right and you're just kind of playing along and, and it was it was a moment that I realized like wow they're gonna let me just sit here and play this song like it has no effect on the game nothing's gonna happen I just I can just sit and kind of enjoy this moment in cool. the game it's really it, it was it was beautiful it was, it was that, that's exactly what we wanted to to do it's let you enjoy the moment and that's it and it's the same for example when you go to sit on a, a fontaine mm -hmm. you, you can wait here like for hours if you want and we we didn't this slow pace um, is really important for us and uh, to allow the player to do that so yeah for us it was really really something important I, uh, I shared a story with a couple of you guys earlier that this game was uh, the first console game my wife asked to play ever. Like, <laughs> she, she, it's yeah, so cool to hear that. She, she was watching me play, and, and I finished, and she just was like, can I play now? And I'm like, yes, you can. And I, I set her up an Xbox account. She started playing and everything. Um, have you heard other... Are you starting to hear feedback like this about this game? Because it is kind of a unique yeah, it's, game it's, in that way. Yeah, and for us, it's very something great to hear that. I've uh, even uh, discussed with a guy from the industry who explained that, uh, like, like you, uh, his wife wanted to play, and after his uh, children who play uh, Call of Duty all day, uh, yeah. they are 14, they wanted to play, so they play. And at the dinner, at the end of the day, they all talk about the game together. Oh, wow. and it's first time for him, and it was uh, something unique. So it's so cool to hear that because it also shows that video games can offer a lot of different experience. Sure. And to share this kind of experience all together of a different generation, uh, I think it's, it's great. Yeah, that's amazing. And yes, really, that, that's, that's a great reward for us because when we started working on this game, we, we knew that we, that was a game we wanted to, to, to create, but we weren't sure that there were, we, we weren't completely sure that the public would really like it because it's different. It's something that we, we, we had our doubts. We, we knew that it, it could be great, but we didn't know if the public would just react positively to it. And hearing these stories like this and yeah. seeing also huge Call of Duty players enjoy it and, and sports players. And we, we know that eventually every player can find something interesting in it. And that's, that's great to us. That's, that's, really, really, a, a that's really great. Good reward. And yeah. We're really happy. Um, one, one last thing that with the pacing of the game, that, that it is slower and that, that you can take your time going through it. I did know personally from gaming in the past like i had that feeling that i was like man if i take too long on this they're going to punish me somewhere else <laughs> in the game and have you found yourselves having to sort of like edge the player into like hey you can go explore like look around this parking lot and find the weird thing in the corner was there was there something you felt like you had to put in the game to, to push that feeling or do you think you made it just kind of with the atmosphere itself i hope that with the atmosphere itself it's it's working and to be honest at a point we you know, sometimes Max is thinking, thinking in her head mm -hmm. what she should do as an objective, and we we, we reduced it a lot to really? let the player uh, have time to do things. Because some, at first we have we had a setting which she was thinking more more closely and more often, like oh, I need to go to my room and grab the grab the flash drive, and we re really reduced um, the number of occurrence and the timing between those sentences so the player can take his time. That's interesting. <laughs> Sorry, what uh, what seems also really to, to work with the, the the players is the fact that at the end of the the, epi the first episode you see the major choices, but also the minor choices. Right. And a lot of people discovered things that didn't didn't do. So they I never saw the, the, the window the or the dirty. Uh, Dirty oh. camper, right? The oh, dirty okay. RV or whatever. I never saw that one. So yeah, with yeah. the the collectibles and the the these minor choices, it uh, player quite often wants to play again the first episode to see uh, all all what's yeah. going to be. So yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, w I wanted what you were saying about the passing, and uh, it's a very tough question because if you say to the player that this is your mission or. As a player, we are going to do it very yeah, we're like quickly. Yeah, we want to finish it, and uh, you have to change a little your mind to think that maybe I can take my time. So yeah, it, 
It depends on. I think it will take some time for the player also to adapt and to uh, play. Uh, we were discussing uh, during the panel uh, about that, and uh, a lot of people say that they want to replay the game to do it slowly mm -hmm. because the first time, like you say, they wanted maybe they they may be scared that the the game will punish them if they are too slow. And yeah, but it's, it's, it's cool. It's another way of of play uh, games, but a lot of big games have made that. With yeah. the, we know the, the uh, for example, in Uncharted 2 in the village, it's just some, something um, uh, amazing sequence, and it was the, the same slow pacing, mm -hmm. and, and it's even more. It's even stronger because it's in an action game. You are used to go yeah. very quickly with Drake, and here you have to go slowly and just enjoy the, the time and being in this village. And but I think it's cool to have those different aspects. Of oh, for sure, yeah. In That's an experience. Well, thank you guys so much. Yeah. Thank Hopefully you. Tonight, you guys get thank to you. sleep, get some some rest. Yeah. At, uh, and, uh, at eight o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so and, much. Uh, episode two comes out soon. Yeah. Episode three comes out later. Soon. <laughs> episode four comes out after that, and episode four five yeah. comes out after that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. Good. Awesome. Good thank you guys so yeah, so thanks. much. Thank you. Thank right. you. Bye bye. Ashley Birch, and you're listening to the Rated NA podcast at nerdappropriate.com. So uh, that was our interview with the, the makers of Life is Strange, um, Don't Not Studios. A little funny thing, a uh, long, long time ago, I want to say almost four years ago, we had uh, Jessica Negri um, did a print interview with us, and this is before she like blew up and became you know, the Jessica Negri that mm -hmm. uh, the internet knows and loves. And uh, Jessica Negri actually was there doing the interview sort of alongside of us. What? Um, Are you serious? Yeah, it's really strange. She was there helping out uh, one of her friends uh, doing interviews and stuff as press. And so we walk into the press room and there's <laughs> Jessica Negri. And, oh, my gosh. And she, she kind of remembered us and played the game alongside of us. And you might actually be able to hear her in some of the background stuff. But I thought <laughs> that was a, a strange little uh, side note for <laughs> for folks that are listening to you this. You know, this, this world is much smaller, I feel like, than what it might appear to be from the outside. No, it totally is. Yeah, yeah. it totally, absolutely is. Um, especially if you frequent cons and stuff as, as often as we do. Mm -hmm. you, know, you end up seeing the same people over and over again. So we were like a little like, oh, hey, there's Jessica Negri. But at the same time, you know, like, not shocked completely by it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that past past guest of the show, you know, was was lurking around. That's amazing. But um but Man, yeah, so I, I'm so bummed that I did not get to go to this event and meet these guys because I I love this game. Um I feel like I'm already friends with these dudes and and ladies, if there are ladies I didn't I didn't meet them. Um but uh that's that's a huge bummer. And for what it's worth, like I hope this game does well. I hope that uh you know, I had seen an article recently that basically said that they had written the script to Remember Me Too, and it just needed to get made and picked mm. up, you know, funded or whatever you want to call it at this yeah. point. So interesting. Um, I wish these guys and gals all the best. Like, I've played two of their games. I love two of their games. So, uh, you know, I appreciate them taking out the you know the time to talk to you guys and. Um, can't wait for more episodes yeah these guys were um in really high spirits considering uh they said that they had gotten maybe an hour's sleep they had flown straight from gdc to pax east and then you know basically done back-to-back -back sets of interviews yeah. and they were still really kind really cordial um and you know as people that go there and and talk to individuals all day we really appreciated that so mm, super awesome can't can't be more happy for these uh for these folks right now absolutely well, cool. Let's let's get out of here. Big thanks to uh, big thanks to Ashley Birch. Mm -hmm. Big thanks to, of course, Don't Nod and yep. uh, Ashley Birch. Now in the Three Timers Club, she is in the Three Timers Club. Yay! Yay! Huge jubilation. We need to go through eventually and figure out who is in that Three Timers Club because I think it is actually a very limited, limited. It's uh, probably select a very few. small. Like off the top of my head, I feel like you'd get your um, your Ali Hillis in there. Yeah, in little, that in that group. Little yeah. MFB. Yep, MFB is in that group, and uh, I think I think we're we're short. Maybe one Amy Acker hang session. Yeah, to get that, that to get that all squared up. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. 
Well, thank you guys so much for listening to what will be episode 195 of the Rated Any Podcast. We're getting this close. Is, I know. We're getting there. This is the Life is Strange special, and you can find us on Twitter, and that's at NerdAppropriate. You can go to our Facebook, and that is slash NerdAppropriate on Facebook. Uh, you can rate us on iTunes, and then you can just do a little search for NerdAppropriate or Rated NA on iTunes and give us a like and some stars. and. Tell your friends. Oh, yeah. I can add to this because uh, we've gotten a lot of questions about this recently. Cool. Um, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, but if you have any podcast app or what have you on your phone, doesn't have to be iTunes, you can search and find and subscribe to our podcast. So if you're, uh, you know, there was some trouble Stitcher getting it from the site. Feedburner, right. Yeah. So it's available through, I think, Feedburner syndicates the podcast. So. Um, you know, if you're having trouble, if you listen to the site or you just want to get it on your mobile device, um, just go to your favorite podcast app and search for rated NA and you should be able to find and subscribe to us. If you, uh, are the type of person that does not like to use iTunes. A lot of people don't like it. Well, that's not what I was saying. I was just saying some a people, people don't, a lot of people hate it. Well, I think I, what I'm trying to say is that sometimes I feel as if the way that we, promote and talk about and yes. advertise our podcast that it is only available through itunes i was trying to say that it is available in other places yes so everywhere everywhere on the earth and all the things possibly in space we don't know possibly in probably. space well i mean at this point if it gets beamed out to space then uh aliens will probably hear it you know yeah thousands of years from now i'm sorry human yeah. rights for that <laughs> and our weird our weird toilet humor <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will be back next week with 196. See ya. own those blue monster boots and i hope those are the only shoes you own <laughs> no 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 and i own the these black shoes and that's i think the only pairs of shoes this guy wore those to the first day of pax like we had to trek through a, a snowy mountain to get to pax <laughs> are they like snow boots yeah yes were you just like the boots. uh like were you just like the old man from home alone pretty no, much because then he took them off and put them in the locker and used the entire locker scott he hogged the whole thing. Oh, I'm sorry I got up on time. Oh, I'm sorry I came in at four in the morning.